I am here with my guest Audrey Callahan tonight, and I'm so, so excited to be talking to her. Um, we've been connected um, through social media for a long time, but we actually met in 2012 um, <laughs> when I was starting my business, and she and her husband um, built my website at the time, and, and so that's how we met. But let me tell you a little bit more about Audrey. She is an incredible singer-songwriter. She lives here in Southern California. Um, her music in uh, lyrics, uh, she, she creates, it's very meaningful music. It's meant to inspire, and it's meant to inspire people to, or others to achieve, you know, their own level of personal greatness. Um, your, her lyrics are pop-infused, they're thought-provoking, motivational. Um, and you've also had a very successful career as a session vocalist. Uh, your voice is in video games, theme parks, um, popular clubs, and your voice is in movies as well. And you have a really, really big one that has uh, just come out. And I totally want to talk about that. Um, you are a featured vocalist in the movie The Aerialist. So that sounds like a really good place to start if you <laughs> tell me what what is this? I know, right? So <laughs> random. Once upon a time, a long time ago, I was actually in a cover band as well for a long time, maybe four or five years. And <clears throat> and although I loved it and it's a lot of fun, um, I just wanted something different, like a different route in the music scene. And so I was Googling around and I saw this world of session singing and I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to get dressed up and like go sing in clubs till like two in the morning. And like I can just sing from home. What is this magic? And um, so I started diving into that. Yeah, I started diving into that world. And I started out with little projects, you know, personal projects from people who were creating an album, songwriters who don't sing, but they want to get their music out there. So they hire vocalists. So I swear I have like five albums out there with my voice on it but they're not mine right. so things like that and then little by little things started happening like I got hired to do um a theme park in Germany it's like it's like a Disneyland type thing and they have a parade that goes by every afternoon and my voice is the parade song and just a bunch of fun stuff so it started getting bigger and better and cooler and then that's when the movie came along and the person reached out to me and said hey um, we're creating this movie do you want to be a part of it and I get hit up a lot with people promising big things and so I never really know what's what sometimes I'll get promised big things and never hear from them I get paid no matter what but I never see the project come to to fruition so I was like okay like yeah sounds cool but like I just I didn't know so I just approached it like I do everything else let me just sing these songs and it'll be awesome and then when they showed me the first cut of the movie I was like wait a minute this is like a real movie and they're like I told you and it just looks so good and pink is involved not in the movie but it's um her choreographer, I don't know if anyone here remembers uh, Pink's big Grammy performance where she did an aerial performance in the air um, totally in 2010 or something. So the woman who choreographed that um, created this movie and she's in the movie. And it was just this really beautiful big production. And it started out, I was actually hired as a backing vocalist for the film. They already had a singer hired and something happened and the producer was like, let's just have you record one of the lead songs just in case so he could pitch it to everybody else. And then 
lo and behold, one thing comes to another and that singer was out, I was in and I sang the all nine songs in the movie. Nine like every songs. every few minutes, I swear you hear just little things like when the movie starts and the actress is in the cab ride and she asks him to turn on the radio, then that's me singing when it comes on. And she's like, oh, that's Aurora. I play Aurora's voice. And so just little things like that when it's a show about a pop star, um, an aging pop star who's going on tour uh, one last time and she gets the whole family of aerialists together and so they're rehearsing a lot and so my voice is playing in the rehearsals and like just all that kind of stuff just so fun and it just got me so excited about that world because on the personal music side there's this whole thing that you have to battle with as an aging woman in the industry and you know looks and there's all these judgments and this and that and it's just a, an inner dialogue that you work through but on that side of things it's just vocals like you get to just focus on you know the the singing side of things so I just thought that was kind of cool that that I don't is know. so cool yeah <laughs> amazing nice thank songs. you I know incredible. Yeah. and the movie is already out now yes it premiered last week um what day is it today oh uh, Last Friday, it premiered on Amazon Prime and okay. also Lamel, I don't know how to pronounce it, theaters. Um, we get more, uh, it's it's better for our ratings and things if people watch on the one, but it's, if they can't afford it, you can watch on Amazon Prime. But we can list all the things and people can pick. But yeah, yeah Amazon Prime. <laughs> So cool. Well, we're totally yeah. going to watch that this week. That's amazing. Yeah. And Pink even shouted it out. They did a live um, chat with the producer in Pink, and they were talking about aerial performance and all that. And Pink said that she was going to watch the film and encourage everybody else to do it. And it's just kind of surreal knowing that Pink's going to hear my voice. Like, I wonder yeah. what she thinks, you know? <laughs> but... She's probably sitting in her living room tonight, kicked yeah. back with the family, hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this amazing vocalist in this? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now so she's going to reach cool. out to you and she's oh, going to totally. be like, hey, are you busy? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to open for her. We're going to go on tour. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. But just fun moments. It gets me excited to do even more things. That's so cool. Well, it's so well deserved. You have really set up intentionally an amazing career for yourself and built it on your terms. And in recent years, um, you and your husband went on the road to travel mm -hmm. and you were able to continue doing exactly what you were doing because you set up your career customized yeah. to you and you've put in the hard work and um, you're a very um, gifted media in media. And I'm yeah. sure that, you know, that has helped <laughs> you a ton. So what, um, you said that you did work in a cover band. What really kind of made you decide to go more remote with this? Um, I've always loved travel. I grew up in the military. Well, not me, but my family's in the military. And so we moved a lot every two to four years. I lived in Egypt, spent summers in Peru, just all over the place. And then when I met my husband, he was the same military brat. And once we got together, then we moved all over the place. And it was really annoying packing up our entire house and getting a U-Haul and all that stuff. So that's kind of where the RV life came into play. And we had our web business for a long time and we got really used to the idea of being virtual. And so the only thing really tying me down was, you know, being in a cover band and having to be tied to those gigs. But that wasn't really the force that took me out of cover work. Um, I think everybody has their own um, their own lane in the music industry. So I just 
you know, I just wanted to try something different. I wanted to work on my own original stuff. And I just really like the idea of the creation process, like being in the studio and getting to do session vocals and just focus on that uh, was very exciting. So it just all made sense to switch it over to virtual. So that way we could travel and I wouldn't have to be tied to a schedule. Um, Cause I know some people do the travel thing and they do gigs on the road along the way, but I really love that. I didn't have anywhere to be if, you know, we went to Sedona, for example, and we had planned to be there for a week and we ended up falling in love with it. So we stayed for like two months. Wow. <laughs> and so we could just like, yeah, we can just kind of pick and choose how long we want to stay somewhere. I wasn't tied to anything. I just really love the freedom of the virtual lifestyle so that's yeah. that's kind of why I made the switch that's awesome Partially. you've been so successful with it too um I of course did my research and I saw that you have over 3,000 followers on Facebook you have over <laughs> 4,000 followers on YouTube and over 7,000 followers on Instagram and you have self-produced some really amazing videos and um, you know your uh, your recorded stuff is great. I'm sure some of it's been done in recording studios, yeah. but has some of it also been done from yeah. your home studio? Yeah. So my EP was all done in a studio. It's five songs that was done at the OC Hit Factory, and I'm actually back as of this week. I spent three days um, there again recording my next round of songs. I'm going to do some Christmas tunes and some originals. Um, so those are all done in the studio, but everything else. Um, in addition to the session work, I, um, I I wanted to create other avenues of income. You know, it's just important to just have the many different streams in case one is slower than the other. Mm -hmm. So I started focusing on YouTube and Patreon. And so um, in order to, you know, make my Patreon nice and full and pretty and give people value, then that's what the music videos on YouTube are all about. And I couldn't afford to pay someone to do all that. So I, yeah, I just bought a camera and a drone and I just <laughs> record my songs at home, piece the videos together. When I was on the road, I would make travel videos. So every location we went, I would film the whole thing. I would sing a song about it and put it together and release travel music videos. And um, yeah, it just, in this day and age, being self-taught is kind of a necessity because the the music career path is just so expensive. It all adds up if you're paying for the studio time and the video editing and all that stuff. And yeah, it's not like MTV quality, maybe if they even play music videos anymore, but it's, it's good enough, you know, <laughs> to get yeah. by. I feel like so many people on YouTube are doing it that it's kind of expected. Yeah. Um, you know, to have that kind of quality. So yeah, I would encourage anyone else listening that it seemed a daunting task before and I paid for my first music video and it was cheap at 600 bucks, you know? And I just was like, I can't afford to keep doing that. So I just need to learn. And so I did. So yeah, if I can do it, anybody can. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that that's been really a big topic that I've been talking to other singers about um, with, um, you know, being in quarantine and everything, I, I hear a similar story of, you know, I've always wanted to put my home singing studio together. I just, you know, haven't taken the time to do it or I have equipment, but I don't really know what I'm doing with it. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, that's a big thing. And I think that's one of the areas we've been very fortunate in to have this time is that we can focus on that, you know, and yeah. really kind of get ourselves up to speed with that. Um, and, uh, I mean, that was my story too. I, I have mm -hmm. literally had all the equipment you need to record at home, but I just, 
uh, you know, maybe because it's scary. I just, you know, approach it. But once I did, I was so like pleasantly surprised with just how easy it was and, um, and really fun, you know, to figure out how to dial everything in. But, um, um, tell me about your setup. What kind of equipment are you using and what do you like? Yeah, my setup, I feel like is maybe more basic than others. It's pretty much just like my, um, my preamp, my digital analog converter, my microphone and my software. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. It's a bluebird. The, maybe I can put it in here. It's like that, (laughs) that blue one. I like a lot of people have it. Is that a USB mic? Um, no, it's XLR into my, um, my box over here, digital to analog or analog to digital converter. And yeah. And then just into my software. And I started with cheaper equipment at first and I, I don't recommend that for long because, um, it got me by and it helped me learn. I mean, I started with as little as like phone headphones with the little speaker on it and audacity and that's how I started recording was like that just to learn and then I upgraded to like a $200 setup and like that was cool but it just didn't get the sound that I wanted and then um after a while I just saved up and like my you my little box here that pretty much does all the magic was like 900 bucks you know and like my my cable is like 100 bucks and headphones are like 90 like it, it costs some money but I mean, it pays you back if that's something that someone is interested in and making money from your home studio or even, you know, recording your originals, not even session singing. Um, it just, it's so, so helpful. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah, definitely sounds like it has, you've gotten the return on. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, you know, creating income, that obviously is another hot topic. Um, yeah you know, those of us that solely rely on performing and, you know, yeah. um, earning our money as singers that way, um, this is really, really, really tricky time. And so I, I think, um, you know, a lot of us are kind of scrambling and trying to pivot and um, redirect our careers. And I mean, I have been in the same boat. Um, fortunately, I had been um, vocal coaching for quite a long time. So I at least, you know, was, was able able to pivot and kind of pour more time yeah. into that. But um, with you having so much success doing this all along, what are some of the various channels that you would recommend someone look into, you know, to yeah. create an Well, I'll get to session singing in a second, but I'd say first and foremost that I feel like everybody should have a Patreon. Um, okay. Yeah, I had been hearing about Patreon forever. And then even on Patreon itself, it says, don't start a Patreon unless you have a fan base. Like they didn't really recommend it for nobodies, but I was a freaking nobody. And I still kind of am like people, I don't have that many fans and followers. And I just started one because any little bit helps. And oh my gosh, did it totally help? Like someone once told me that you don't need a million fans and followers. You just to be successful. You just need a handful of people who really care a lot about what you do. And so, yeah, I started one and I make about, I don't know if I should say, I mean, yeah, it doesn't matter. I make, um, it's a sliding scale depending on how many videos I release because that's how I set it up, but it's an extra 500 bucks a month, you know, from from something that I would naturally be doing anyway. Um, I love creating cover music videos and travel videos and putting spins on things. And 
And so I would say definitely Patreon, no matter where you're at with your fan base, because at least it's there. So if you do blow up, then you have it there. I was also told that you should just always create the pathways for the money to come to you. Even if you don't feel like it's going to come to you, just just create it. And and you never know. The universe will conspire. Um, So definitely Patreon. Um, For the live gigging people, I've seen people have so much success on like Facebook Live and stuff like that. I don't know if you've tried that route, but there's whole courses on it now about um doing you know the live tip jar kind of deal going live freaks me out i don't know why because <laughs> like at, when you're in person it's one thing you can feel the energy but just like hitting that live button on facebook knowing like the whole world is seeing you and you're by yourself and you don't have that energy i don't know so i haven't done it yet but um listen to what i say not what i do <laughs> but yeah i hear i hear it's really lucrative so that for sure and then if people are into it yeah session singing i think it's so fun i've learned so much about my voice because i get hired to do all kinds of random things like even in the video or the movie that i got hired for the songs were like because it was an older pop star that i was portraying so he had me just like push a lot with my vocals and create this sound that i wouldn't normally um use but when i heard it uh, uh, live through the movie i was like that sounds so good and and it's just cool just learning my voice in that way and and taking it to new heights and singing every day with singing every day just keeps your voice you know just in the zone and and especially now with no live gigs going on if you go too long without singing then you know it gets kind of dusty in there so (laughs) session singing at least keeps it alive so definitely session singing i'd recommend to anyone you can get on any of those sites there's i'm on um air gigs for me is the most lucrative airgigs.com but there's also sound better vocalizer um all those kinds of things and then just regular old you know putting up your stuff on Facebook and reaching out to people in the industry and things like that. Um, So yeah, Patreon session singing, going live and trying to think what other. um, It's amazing that, you know, there are actually platforms out there that you can get work from that that kind of session work. I mean, you know, traditionally to get into session singing, you've got to have relationships. You've got to know people that people have to, you know, know how you are in the studio and trust you and and you know and it's kind of a it's you've really got to get your foot in the door on that one and and really establish yourself but you know as times change more and more opportunities come up and i just think that is so cool that um you know it kind of levels the playing field a little bit where you you can put yourself out there and and that's you know I mean, you're yeah. living proof that you really can create a lot of success by doing it. Yeah, way. I'd say as long as you set up your profile correctly, and I made a video on it, um, there's a certain bit of uh, sales and marketing when it comes to setting up your profile. Like my title says, um, high belting range, rich tone. Um, so people automatically know what they're going to get from me. Whereas, you know, if you're scrolling through uh, the listing, sometimes you'll see their titles, just session singer for hire. And it's like, well, we're here for session singers. We know that that's what we get. So they'd have to click in to then hear them to then figure it out. See, they may not go that far. So just little things like that. So I just put a bunch of, I put tips together on my YouTube channel to help people fill out their profile and get um, contacted. And, but yeah, I don't do much marketing on there at all. You can um, put an ad on your profile and get to the top of the listings. And I've heard that helps. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't do much marketing on there and they just appear. Like I'll just be working and I'll get an email. Your gig is booked. Your gig is booked. Like it was to the point where I had to raise my prices because a lot were coming in with the pandemic. A lot of people are home. So they're like, okay, well, I guess I'll get some of my songs done. 
So it's actually gotten better as the live gigs have gotten worse. So yeah, now's the time if people want to hop on would there. Would that be a typical gig where it's, it's like a songwriter who wants their stuff demoed? Yeah, it's usually songwriters who, um, yeah, who are hiring a vocalist to get their songs out there. Um, I very rarely get demo pitching. Like my song today that I was working on was someone who was pitching to a Kelly Clarkson type deal. Well, he said he's pitching directly to her, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll put in there people that I sound like. And so people will hire me to do sound alike stuff to try to pick, pitch to bigger name artists. Um, but that's, that's more rare. And the majority of it is people trying to get finished products to put out in the world, either on their own album or um, yeah, or for movie trailers or just all kinds of interesting things. Yeah. How cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's so yeah. smart the way you have, um, set it up, which doesn't surprise me knowing you because um, my very first experience with you, like I said before, was um, meeting you and your husband and you guys um, uh, setting up my website and you both were, not only were you so nice to work with, and just so um, your customer service was like amazing and that's really what sold me i mean your husband spent so much time on the phone with me before i had even hired you guys to do the work <laughs> and i just thought that's incredible yeah. but um you know you're you're so savvy with um how to market yourself and yeah. you know um you know and, and i think it just speaks so much to singers that are trying to get into this business or you know, younger up and comers that um, the singing part is real important. Yes, you do need to do a lot of um, work, uh, you know, on your craft and um, taking really great care of your voice and uh, strengthening and broadening your, you know, abilities there. But there's so much more to it. It's the soft skills, um, yeah. knowing how to be with people, how to build relationships with people. Um, how to market yourself, how to handle your money, how to um, do, ah, it's, it's so many things. And that's always my, you know, hope. And also my advice to singers is to really make sure that um, you're paying attention to those yes. aspects. They're, it's going to mean a lot. And I, I'm sure that's played into a lot of your success too. I mean, you're, oh, you're a yeah. killer vocalist. That's obviously, you know, <laughs> you. obviously a huge part of the success, but you really are a savvy business person. Yeah. I really attribute that to the web business and, um, and Shane, my husband, he is just so on it with all that stuff. And, you know, creatives tend to be maybe not so on it with that. <laughs> um, so just working in our web business together for nine years really taught me so much about running a business that I carried over to to my music business. And it's so important to treat it like that. You know, I'm at my desk from nine to five every single day and I make sure to always respond to my emails. Mm. The, that's like one of the first thing I, things I do, even if I can't get back to them that day, if I can't listen to their track that day or whatever, just, Hey, just letting you know, I got this, I'm going to check it out tomorrow, you know, at this time or whatever. And just keeping up with people. Um, Cause right now my uh, delivery times are about two weeks out. 
And so um, I don't just leave them hanging that whole two weeks. I throughout I'm just letting you know, we're still on track. I hope you're having a good week and it's still going to be submitted this day. And people really enjoy that. And a lot of my reviews are like that. It's like, okay, beyond the vocals, she is great to work with and yada, yada. And I just know how it feels when I'm working with a business. I want to be responded to. I want them to answer their phone if they call. I want, I want all that stuff. Everybody does. So it's just going that extra mile. And then when you're getting the gigs too, when someone reaches out to you, I try to respond on instantly even like I was getting on a plane one time about to lose signal I saw one thing came in and I was like hey just letting you know I got this but I'm going to respond in like five hours you know and that saved that gig for me because otherwise they could have found someone else in five hours you know so it's just being on top of it yeah I teach a class that focuses a lot on the soft skills of you know business and and things like that one of the one of my biggest points in in it is I ask them you know, do you know what the secret is to getting gigs? And the answer to that is answer the call. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> answer the it's call. so simple. Right away. Yeah. You know, when people right away. contact you, there there's a sense of urgency when it comes to people doing their creative projects or needing a singer for someone or something. Um, and there's so many, you know, moving parts in these projects and stuff. They don't have time to sit around and wait for, you know, for you, you know, you've got to, you've got to get your, yourself in the stack as soon as you can. And, and if you can um, be the first person to answer a call, then I think nine times out of 10, the job is yours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Early bird and all. Yes. Um, so we have a lot of people um, joining us on Facebook. Oh, um, awesome. We've got Cherry Hill and uh, Doug Booth is out there, Lauren Zolden, um, my husband, he's watching, Aww, and awesome. uh, Jessica Fielder. And she is asking um, if you can tell us those um, session singer apps again. Yeah. So airgigs.com is my absolute favorite for a lot of different reasons when it comes to getting paid. Let me just real quick, a really cool feature on there. When you submit your song to um, to get paid, a timer starts, a three-day timer. And if the buyer doesn't respond within that amount of time, it closes and you get paid. Whereas on Sound Better, um, no hate against them. I did a Sound Better gig today, but they could like take two weeks to respond if they wanted. And you're just kind of waiting to get paid. Um, on the air gig side, they can respond and pause that timer and then, you know, all that jazz. But I just love the way air gigs is set up as a business. So definitely airgigs.com and then soundbetter.com is another one and vocalizer, but it's spelled funny. It's like V O C A L I Z R or something. Um, but you can type in session singing um, on in Google and all the sites come up. There's so many of them, but I'm just on those three pretty much. And I get the majority of my work through air gigs. And then um, another little trick is I follow um, different composers uh, on Facebook and I'll just see what work they have coming out and I'll friend them and I won't pitch anything. I'll just be on their radar. And I'm always posting my singing videos and whatnot. So chances of it coming in up in their feed is probably pretty good. And I've gotten work that way. People have been like, oh, I saw your video. I just make sure to friend people that are in the industry, comment on their work, follow what they're doing, just see what's out there. And the more you get yourself out there, the ball just starts rolling and you don't have to do much of anything. It just comes to you. So, yeah, yeah. you're so smart. That's, so, <laughs> that's such great advice. That's amazing. Yeah. 
That's yeah, you can even type the word in um, looking for a singer or a singer for hire or a vocalist needed in Facebook in the search bar. There's so many people looking for, for vocalists. And then I have a bunch of Facebook groups I'm in where it's just constant. Like I'm always tagging my friends in it because there's literally like, there's a, too much work. <laughs> if yeah. you want it, it's out there. Um, people watching can hit me up and I can um, direct them to the different groups that I'm in. I, I have a list of it because I get asked that a lot. And um, yeah, you can just yeah. get yourself so cool. in there. Yeah. I mean, that's another point that I make in this class also is that um, as singers, you cannot sit back and wait for work to come to you. You have to go out there and hustle for it. And um, you've got to put your neck out there and be willing to, you know, hear some no's and everything. But yeah. um, the more, you know, the more uh, rocks you turn over, there's you, the higher chances that you're going to start hearing some yeses. And then once you have established a few relationships, people get to know you, they start yeah. trusting you with, with their work. And when they know that you care about their work, they're going to hire you again and again. Um, but you've really got to make it known you are looking for the work, you're eager for the work, and that you're going to do a great job. And um, when when people see that from you, that you are um, eager and willing to, to work hard on it, that that means so much. And it really, yeah. um, you know, it really leaves an impression with people. So yeah whenever i hear from um singer friends if they're not able to get the amount of work that they want I, my question is always how much time are you spending on looking for that work because if i don't i mean i'm at a point now where it's all just working out but <laughs> in the beginning if i wasn't working on something which was all the time <laughs> i was looking for work you know literally at my desk nine o'clock to five i did not move my butt until that you know timer went off and then i can move on to other parts of my life but if you treat it like a business it will become your business so yeah yeah, yeah. that's really wonderful um tell me more about um patreon and how you have that structured my understanding of it is as a musician you create your account and it's almost like a um kind of a membership i guess your um the people who love your work will will um pledge a, a certain amount for something in return from you, like a cover song or, you know, something, but how, how do you have yours? Yeah. So you can set it up however you want. Um, some people are kind of worried about how much time it's going to take to give those rewards, but you can make them very simple and you can even not even give a ton of rewards. Like you can just have one tier and have it say, you know, maybe I'll release my songs in here before anybody else can see them or something like a week early. Like you can make it so simple and just have them, you know, pledge that amount. Mine's the, a little more complicated maybe, but like I send handwritten letters. Um, I'll send like mystery gifts, depending on the tier. I have tiers starting at $2 all the way up to a hundred. And the only reason I put the hundred in there was Shane, my husband. He's like, put it in there. I was like, who's going to pay a hundred dollars or even like a $50 tier. He's like, can't hit if you don't swing. Yeah. And so I did, I put it in there and I got a hundred dollar patron and a $50 one. And you just never know. You, you never know. You created yes. I created like the said. path and if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And so I only have, um, 30 patrons, but it is helping big time. So um, mine is based on creation. You can set it up where they pay you every month, no matter what, you could release nothing and you still get paid. I did it per creation.
obligation because I don't know, I just felt like I would feel bad if I didn't post anything and I still got paid. And then also because it's per creation, I have chances to increase my income. So um, per month, that's it. That's all you get. But for me, um, people can choose to pay me, you know, once a month, twice a month, three, four times a month on that pledge. And so I can make anywhere from 380 up to 500, depending on how many times I post, um, four maxes it out. Um, but yeah, it's every month and you can set it up however you want. You don't have to have that many bands to start. Even five people signing up at five bucks a month is better than nothing, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I've seen some really creative, um, ideas that have come from, from yeah. the site. I mean, I've seen, um, a musician do a, uh, where they will take requests from their patrons and that's, you know, at, at a certain level, um, yes. you'll custom record, you know, a song of their yes. choice. I have like one of that. those. Yeah. yeah. Custom requests is one of them. Um, the basic tiers, I, I just release music videos is what they're paying for. So I make sure it's music motivation Mondays. And sometimes I miss the Mondays, but every Monday I release a, a motivational music video, always a cover because I can't create originals that quickly. Um, and then I also have a private Facebook group. So like right now I'm recording my album. So I go live when I'm in the studio. So my patrons can be there with me and hear the process. And, um, you know, you just create little behind the scenes things that that only your patrons can access. It makes makes them feel special and a part of the process and is a nice reward that's easy for an artist to give. Yeah, that's very cool. I yeah. um, One of the other things that I've seen that I think is um, nice is uh, it's a promise to call call them on their birthday. Like do uh, I custom, love that. Custom shout out or you know, someone can request, you can request to have them call a friend or, you know, someone that they know. Is yeah, I should do that. I really like that. that yeah. Cause I, I had to switch mine up because when I was traveling, one of the rewards was I would send them something from wherever I was visiting yeah. for certain tiers. Um, but yeah, I need, I need some more stationary things. So I like that idea. I might do yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody should just look at your website in general, just to see how, you know, um, what a great setup it is. And you have great, great blog posts, um, oh, on other things, but for, for singers specifically that yeah. are really looking for encouragement and, um, really, um, tangible, um, things to do, you know, to really get traction. So I, I yeah. highly, highly recommend that everybody go and check out your site, you know, to get Thank your you. tips on all. Yeah, of that. I've been trying to get in the habit when friends ask me questions about things, I just turn it into a blog post while I answer them so that other people can benefit from it. And then you put affiliate links in that blog post and you can get an income source through that as well. Mm -hmm. If people want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you said a minute ago about going, um, live and that, that it freaks you out. It really <laughs> freaks me out too. Really? <laughs> so like setting up this whole interview thing was like, I'm pretty surprised I'm doing it, but <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you I'm, are. I'm, yeah. I'm, this is very helpful. Of, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but I haven't done, um, a streaming concert or, you mm. know, even just a song because it just, um, man, it's a different kind of pressure. I don't know what it I is know. that feels so different about it. Maybe, maybe it's something going wrong or 
I don't know, but I I think it's the energy thing because they say like it's tougher to perform in front of a smaller crowd than it is a big crowd. Um, And yeah, I agree with that. And that's what this feels like. It's a small, big crowd because you're just here by yourself. But then everybody's out there. I don't know. It's just all weird. (laughs) Yeah. Or you just you kind of never know who might be out in that audience. And, you know, um, you know, maybe if I just don't look at the comments or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I think um, you obviously have overcome fears like that because you make a lot of um, bold moves in your career, like creating these um, videos on your own and your own recordings and putting them out there. Um, Have you had fears around this stuff? And, you know, if so, how have you pushed yourself beyond yeah oh my gosh all the time even just this recent because I haven't been in someone else's studio in six years was the last time I went and recorded original music with someone I'm just in my own studio by myself and so when I was headed to the studio last week even that was so nerve-wracking um but you just gotta do it everything that is scary in life is usually the most rewarding so I try to make it make it a habit to scare myself as much as possible and just say yes to all the scary things <laughs> except for going live I haven't done I need to just do it because I know on the other side of that is is everything and it's such a good way to connect with people and that's kind of where the industry is headed right now for artists who are stuck at home so many are going live and doing the live singing thing and people love it and yeah so I would say that's my next fear that I'll that I'll conquer um, but just doing doing scary things as much as possible is what's helped me get over all of the other fears like patreon for example i felt kind of silly putting it out there because i didn't really have a lot of fans but now look you know it's it's doing some really cool things so you gotta you gotta feel silly and just put yourself out there and and you know if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but at least you can go to your grave knowing you tried every single thing and worst case it doesn't work best case everything happens and comes true so might as well yeah. try <laughs> Well, okay. Well then everybody, you heard it here first. I'm laying down the challenge for oh my God. to do her first uh, live performance. Uh, and if you do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will. Okay. Okay. So I did it once before a long time ago when I, re- when I had physical copies of my album that came out. And so I sang through some of them. And once I was doing it, it felt so good and I didn't want to ever get off. But now that it's been, God, I don't know, years since I did that. It just, it's scary all over again, but okay. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I'll be watching for it. Okay. Um, It, you know, you're so right though about like overcoming um, the fears. And I, I think um, even just doing this and other projects that I'm working on too, I feel like I have always, um, I've been with my band for so long and when you're in a band you have the comfort of everyone else being with you and you just have that built-in support system um and so you know that if you do fail you kind of have a safe place to fall with everyone else yeah. being there um and i have uh found though when you you know venture out on your own it is so much scarier and i feel that fear on a totally different level but um the more encouragement that I hear, um, the more bold I get with the things that I do. And that encouraging advice is usually in this business and many others. Um, there is only one you and no one, 
no one has exactly what you do, exactly the way you put it out there. And, um, and the world needs to hear it. There are people out there who um, it will mean a lot to them. It may not be a ton of people or it might, yeah. but you know, if you're not, um, if you're not going to do it, then what are you doing it for? You know, exactly. I know some of us sing for our own self gratification, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, you have your gift for a reason. And yeah. try not to compare yourself too much. That's just um, let people have their journey and, you know, you do your own. But um, just always remember that uh, nobody's going to do it the way you do it. And, and you have so much value to offer um, everybody. So. You got to put it out there. Exactly. There's so many people in this world. There's enough room for all of us to be yeah. successful in our own little lanes with our own little tribe of people who we all just get each other. And yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where do you come from? How did you get started? How did you like, what is your music education background and, and just your, where does your business uh, <laughs> acumen come from? I like how you started that. Where did you come from? Um, well, <laughs> this is a story all about how. Um, well, it all started super young. Like ever since I was two years old, there's videos of me singing and dancing with karaoke machines. And my mom would interview me at that age what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always just say, rock star. And it's largely because of my dad. He, is the rock star. And so he always had a dedicated music room in our house growing up that I was always in. So I was always around music and the rest of my family is very musical too. And um, I just never pursued it as a career because I didn't think it was viable. I tried when I was super young, but by the time I got to like 22, I'm like, oh, well, I'm aging out of the industry now. So time to get a real job. And so I started pursuing my plan B, which was web design. And so I was in school for web design, started a web company, ended up having employees. Office space was like in that world. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm a web developer who sings on the side. But it just, it never felt right. And it was just always just tugging at my heartstrings. And I finally, the light bulb went off when I looked at how long we'd been doing web development for ourselves and weren't working for corporate America and we were making it work. And so if, if I could make this successful web business work and fund all my bills and, and goals, why can't I do that with music? And so we made that switch and it was actually my husband who put the final nail in the coffin because I started getting the session work, doing, you know, these things and getting money to kind of free me up from web work, but I was scared to let go of the web world. And yeah. he really wanted me to quit. And he's like, I'm just going to sell the business. So you can't work in it anymore. I'm like, <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> like, and he's like, if I can sell it for X amount, will you not get another web job? And I was like, you can't sell it for that amount. Sure. And yeah he did like, two, like, I don't know, a month later. And so he kind of put the nail in the coffin. So I was freed at that point. And it's been uh, two and a half years since we sold it. And mm -hmm. I just kind of, you know, just leapt and, and grew wings as I <laughs> fell down. But I had already been doing the session work and building things up. And, and it takes some time. I know a lot of people can get discouraged. But I mean, I, I would say from the moment I started trying to make music my full time income to when it actually happened, was like 14, 15, 
18, I don't know, maybe like four years, four or five years. And that's with a huge background in marketing because I did web design for so long. So I can make my own websites, do my own marketing, do my own graphics. So it just, it takes a long time. So I, I feel like people shouldn't get discouraged. Um, so that, yeah, to answer your question, that's where, that's where I started was, um, you know, musical family, um, got the marketing chops under my belt. And then that gave me the confidence to leap into music. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And that, um, you know, that kind of speaks again to that point I made earlier about how there's so many other aspects to this. And if you need to have a, you know, regular day job, you know, in while you're also building your singing career, um, there is no shame in that. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think it's pretty smart um, because of all of the other things you're going to carry over from your, you know, other work. Um, mm -hmm. into your singing work. And I, I worked in the corporate world for a long, long time. Um, and it it supported my singing career. It yeah. afforded me the ability um, to do a lot of the work and lay the groundwork for um, becoming full time with it. And, and like you said, at the same time, I was building up all of these business skills um, in mm -hmm. so many different areas. And as soon as I made the leap, you know, to full-time, um, singing, I had all of these tools yeah. to work with, to build it like a business and treat it like a business. Um, right. and it paid like a business, you know? Yeah. yeah. Someone told me once to consider your day job, your investor. So instead of, yeah. you know, Oh, I'm going to Starbucks to work today. It's like, no, I'm going to work at my investors place. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then, yeah, just save up your money and make plans and goals and you can just make it happen eventually. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you said, you mentioned that you're working on a new album. Yeah. What is that about? Um, so I, well, I was, I went to go work on a new EP, but then I decided to split it up. So it's five songs, but two of them are Christmas songs. So I'm going to split those off and um, put those maybe on a Christmas EP with some covers. So two original Christmas songs and a few covers. And then the other songs, I'll probably release as singles. Um, I feel like, I don't know, in this day and age, attention spans and all. And I really like focusing on one song at a time, making a video for it, a campaign and doing that, all that jazz. So I'll release those over time with videos and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I started last week in the studio. It's very, feels very good to be back. That's so exciting. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. I think it, we're living in a different, um, it's a different industry now in the, the way that it works. Um, I think if you can put a full album together, that's great. I mean, that's yeah. a huge accomplishment. And, um, you know, people are still buying music that way for sure. But, uh, but I wouldn't want, any singers out there to hold themselves back if they don't have the funding to go out and do a full album. Yeah. Um, even if you can pull the resources together to get a single out, because mm -hmm. that's how it works now. You get a great mm -hmm. single under your belt and then um, promote it, campaign it, and then allow, maybe you take the proceeds from that and roll it into your, you know, your next project, but. Um, yeah, definitely. And a new thing that I'm uh, trying to get into is the whole sync world. I'm in a course right now that teaches you how to land your songs in movie and TV and all that. And so that's what gets me excited about the Christmas songs too, because apparently it's a 
majorly undertapped market that there's just not enough indie Christmas songs in the world. And if you take Hallmark, for example, and all their Christmas movies every year, it's it costs a lot of money to put Mariah Carey's song in there. So they're always looking for indie artists who have Christmas songs out there. And apparently I, it's not easy, but it's not the hardest thing <laughs> to get some of your songs synced if you just take the right steps. So that's my next goal is to be able to do things like that because I'm very interested in creating a more passive income situation because I'm seeing right now um, with session singing, I can only make as much as I can sing and I'm singing every day, all day long. And, and I just want a little more of a break and um, just create some more time for myself. And so that seems like a good avenue to take. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, my mom's life would be complete if I got a song on a Hallmark movie. Oh my gosh, do it. I will help you. <laughs> Once I figure it all out, I'll, I'll tell you the ways. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a great avenue to go down. And I, um, I don't know much about it. I'm learning myself, but mm -hmm. I have um, a bandmate who is, uh, you know, writes a ton and he's getting large checks, you know, regularly yes. from stuff he wrote years and years ago yes. and you know one day it gets picked up and um you know it gets synced to a uh, tv show or something like yeah. that and it just um starts paying and it's really really wild it's amazing yeah a very close friend of mine um she told me about her a couple of sync placements that she got and not including the royalties just the upfront fee she got $25,000 on one song and yeah. 15,000 on another just and that's those are like on the lower side the kind of numbers that come up in that world so, so it's a really good way to get more bang from your buck out of your songs and get your music out there more and get more fans you know people watching the show who like the song and then go look you up and, mm -hmm. and all that so yeah how um how would somebody learn more about that what would you recommend they do um I would say take one of the courses that I'm in and um, I can I can get you the links. Maybe we can put it in the comment Definitely. section. But um, Michael Elsner is one of them and Chris SD um, of Sync Songwriter mm -hmm. is another one. And he runs it. Um, it's like a year long program. So uh, the one of the ones I'm in is year long. The other one is self-paced. I just bought them both because they were doing a deal. Um, and oh my gosh, they just teach you everything step by step from crafting the email to how to pitch to, to like how to set up your songs with the metadata and like the proper text to put in there and like this Excel spreadsheet of doom is what they call it for how to, how, what they're looking for and how to find the music supervisors, how to find the Hallmark films that are in production and then go directly to the person placing the songs and in just all that stuff and how to find artists that sound like you and then what songs have been placed of theirs in what TV shows, find that producer, that music supervisor, because clearly they sync your kind of music. And it's just this whole thing. It's quite a bit of work, but it's so worth it. Yeah. At least, yeah. yeah. It's the goal. Um, what is, what's your writing process like? Do you go through seasons of writing a lot or just you, are you um, really disciplined about doing it all the time? How does that work for you? Definitely seasons. I never sit down to write a song. They just appear in my head. They're just there one day, like the whole thing. It, it's usually when I'm going through something, um, whether it be happy or sad or 
um, when I'm in car rides, I never listen to the radio, which is really odd. As a musician, you'd think I would, but I don't. And that's usually when a lot of songs come to me as I'm driving. And mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, they just appear. I put them as voice notes on my phone. I don't play an instrument. So um, I just sing it in a voice note. And then I develop the lyrics more. And I just throw it in a folder on my desktop. And um, I just keep them there until the right time, you know, until I have the funds to go to the studio or maybe um, collab with someone or I've never collabed with a producer before I've always paid for studio time but I imagine that world exists <laughs> mm-hmm. where I could do that so yeah I just keep them on my desktop until the right time for them to be birthed appears <laughs> yeah how do you get your arrangements together do you have someone that you partner with a lot on that stuff or no I just just this time around I started working with some co-writers okay um before it was always just um I don't know. I just did it on my own. And then my producer is really good with that kind of stuff. When um, it, Thomas Barceau of the OC Hit Factory and his title is so accurate, Hit Factory. Like I'll go in there with my song and just little things that he does, a chord progression that I'll sing to him. He's like, eh, this should go like this for this reason. And you're missing a pre-chorus. Like let's work in a pre-chorus here. Um, and like, as he's playing the chords, I'll be writing up lyrics. And so it's very, a very hands-on involved, helpful process. I love that I don't just go there and sing a song, they record it and I leave. Like it's yeah. very involved, which yeah. is really nice so thank you for the guidance on it um i love do you like this the show songland i saw it i do love it i haven't watched it in forever i I don't even know what station it's on at this point my husband and i are obsessed with that show i just it's the the miracle of having the bones of a song walk through the door and then have this panel of wildly gifted magic making songwriters take it and craft it into these incredible things and just to see them in real time coming up with these ideas um, and just you know feeding off of each other doing it um it's just amazing i love watching yeah i need to watch it again yeah yeah that's kind of how my producer is like bridges are kind of difficult for me sometimes and so we get to that part in the song and he'll just start singing a bridge and he's like, do you like that one? I'm like, maybe. And then he sings another one. And he just has so many ideas that just pop out. It's just, it's yeah. nice to be able to work with someone else in that way. Yeah. Someone once told me too, that, you know, a hundred percent of a flop isn't as good as taking a smaller percent of a hit. So mm-hmm. that's what's made, made me more open to working with co-writers and, yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you are a, you know, a, good lyricist and you know working on melodies um don't be afraid to you know hook up with somebody who has the other set of skills that you need yeah. to put legs to a song i mean yes. i know it's really hard and so so vulnerable to share your work with someone or share yes. what you're doing it's hard but and then have them change something that's been in your head for like a year and so you have to part with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> But it really is a um, a really magical experience, though, when mm-hmm. you're working with somebody. And, and-, and in person, too, which is funny because I make my living doing the digital creation for other people. But for me, I love the in-person production process. Yeah. It just yeah. feels very organic. Very, very much so. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you so much for doing this. Um, yeah. You are just Um, I'm so glad you came on. I think you are a wealth of knowledge and you're really a great success story. And I know that you're going to inspire.